0: Spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. this is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock podcast and we're sponsored by the International Women's Motorsports Association we're also sponsored by Racing Junk and today we got a new preferred partner and it's torqued clothing and the clothing is amazing it's um, pants and t-shirts and the pants are specifically designed for the gal that works out in the garage and so I want you to check out torquedclothing.com it's t-o-r-q-d clothing.com check that out and she's also given a big discount to our members so if you're one of our members uh, be sure that you check out the facebook page and i've posted the discount code there for you so it's my privilege today to interview one of my very favorite drivers i've known this lady for a couple of years now and she has the most wonderful smile. And every time I see her, I get a nice hug. So I'm ready to go back racing, watch her on the racetrack and get one of those hugs. So welcome to the show, Natalie Decker.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, Natalie, I'm so excited that you could uh, be on with us today. You know. You were one of my very first podcast guests way, way back in, I think, 2000, early 2018. And uh, I can remember exactly where I was the day we did the first interview. I was in Arizona. I was at my daughter's. And I was sitting outside because I thought it would be quieter there because I had a couple grandkids. Well, the birds decided to start chirping that day when I was sitting outside. And I'll never forget that in the background of the podcast you can hear the birds chirping. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> funny. So yeah, so that's one of my memories of our first our first podcast. So Natalie, we're gonna start and and for those of our listeners who haven't heard about you, which I'm hard it's hard to believe that's true, but if they haven't, tell me a little bit about yourself where you live, your family, uh, just whatever you're uh, comfortable sharing with.
1: So well, I'm Natalie Decker, and I'm originally from Eagle River, Wisconsin. And my parents, um, that's where they live currently. My house is still there, but I moved to North Carolina two years ago and for racing. So now I've been in North Carolina for about two years now with my boyfriend, and my parents travel around. In their motorhome to all the races and they also come and visit us here in North Carolina as well but I've been racing since I was nine racing has been in my family forever my dad grew up racing my grandparents were racers my aunt was a racer so I really grew up around racing and it's always been a family thing for us so to have my parents traveling around to all my races to come watch me and be with me needs a lot
0: yeah I know I know that they do and we can't forget Aunt Sue. Love Aunt Sue. Um, yeah, she's awesome. She also gives great hugs, and I'm, I'm missing seeing you guys because we can't be at the races. But, um, yeah, you've got a great family, a lot of support. I know that for sure. And, wow, that's so important, isn't it, Natalie? If you're going to be a race car driver, you can't do it without your family support.
1: It's so true. Everyone always would ask me like, what's the best advice you could give someone that wants to start racing or want to start anything with a, you know, crazy career. And I tell them all the time, you need to have a good support system because that's what will pull you along when you feel like you can't go anymore and they'll help you reach your dreams and goals. So I always tell everyone that.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely great advice because um, like I said, I, I can't remember a race that I've been to that Aunt Sue hasn't been there. And most of the time I see your mom as well. And I know I know that's so important for any kind of a career. You know, um, same as me. I'm, I'm older, but yet if my husband didn't support what I was doing with IWMA, it would be really difficult to make a success of it. So it doesn't really matter what age you are. You know, my husband supports me. My kids support me. And then you have the same kind. So that's very, very important. Now tell me, when you started racing at nine years old, how did you get started? Like, what were you racing? What kind of a car?
1: So I started racing a go-kart when I was nine. But when I was a little bit younger, my dad tried to get me into snowmobile racing because that's what he was into. And um, it wasn't really my thing. I was four years old when he had me in a snowmobile. So I really didn't understand it. Um, but once I got a little bit older and found out more about NASCAR and I really loved that and I was like, well, I want to race a go-kart because I want to race NASCAR someday. And my dad was like, no, no, you don't want to get into racing now. You don't want to do it. It's addicting. Don't do it. Um, but he eventually came to, and he got me a go-kart for my ninth birthday. So that's what I started in.
0: Okay. So I assume you had a track close to home that you could go to race at.
1: Well, they weren't like super close, but they were close. There was a couple tracks within three to four hours from my house that we would go and race at. And it was my family. So my mom, my dad, my brother and I, and then my aunt and uncle and their two daughters. We'd all travel together, go to the go-kart races every single weekend and all race together. It was so fun.
0: Oh, I bet it was fun. So my, you say it was not that far, three to four hours. You see, I'm spoiled. Because I, where I live, I I can go 15 minutes one direction, where there's an asphalt track and there's a, a quarter midget track, and I can go 15 minutes the other direction to another asphalt track, and within an hour of me or a little more, I probably have a dozen tracks. So when you say three to four hours, you didn't think that was that far, but to me that sounds like a long way to go to to race, and so. Um, I'm pretty spoiled here, where I live. I, can <laughs> yeah, sure. I live in the middle of nowhere.
1: So I was, I was, I'm close to the upper peninsula of Michigan. That's how up north in Wisconsin I am. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. So you were, anytime you wanted to go anywhere, it was a three to four hour trip, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so Natalie, um, what's your favorite thing about being a race car driver?
1: There's so many things. I I fell in love with racing um, because I did it with my family and we would go every weekend and that's what made it so fun to me. Um, But I also loved the competition. I loved trying to make myself, you know, the best I can be at what I was doing. And just like the drive you need to have to want it. It really like inspired me and kept wanting me to come back for more and win more and just get better and better at what I was doing um but the best part about racing honestly is going to the track and meeting your finally meeting your fans face to face because you communicate with them over social media and you get this like huge bond going with all of your fans and then finally when you get to meet them and take pictures with them and talk to them it's just so fun and it I, I absolutely love that part and I love having social media for that too
0: yeah you know we're we're um I think we're a different sport in so many ways, because, you know, let's say that I, you know, I'm a baseball fan and I want to meet my favorite player. Very difficult. The chances of that are almost zero. And yet in, in racing, I can have a favorite driver and the chances of meeting them are so much greater. They're so much more accessible as, you know, even at the NASCAR cup level, are so much more accessible you can get up close and personal on you know when they do driver introductions or they do you know the um question and answers sometimes at the tracks and and you know just like you i was following you um through social media basically and had seen you race but i had never met you and then i i made a point at one of the races to make sure that we met face to face then it develops a whole different kinds of relationship. Then I feel like, you know, you're really you and your family are close friends, and I really have a different um, relationship with you once I meet you. And that's a great, a great thing to take away from the racing community.
1: Yeah, I feel like all motorsports industries and things like that, from drag racing to supercross, it's all about the fans and it's so easy to meet the drivers you're able to walk where they um, either their car is or their bike or wh- whatever it is you're able to be in the garage area and talk to them and and that's what makes racing so cool and different than any other sport
0: yeah absolutely that's that's one of the things I love about it the most so what is something that you get asked all the time is there a question that you hear over and over again
1: I definitely hear like the female question a lot. Like, what's it like being a female in the male-dominated sport? That's probably the number one asked question, I would say.
0: Okay. So what's your answer to that?
1: Um, my answer's always kind of been the same. But when I first started racing, I didn't know any different. I was so young. I didn't know that it was not normal for a female, you know, to be racing. Um, and I saw Danica was doing it. So I really did understand that i was too young but as i got older and i started racing a lot more around the midwest with short tracks and gotten in, gotten to like super late models and stuff then i started realizing it because i was getting a little bit older and i understood it um but you know once your helmet's on and you're in the race car you're just like any other athlete that's out there um people always say well it's probably so much easier to get sponsorship and it really isn't no matter if you're a female or you're a male getting sponsorship to go racing is probably the hardest thing to do no matter what gender you are Um, but definitely gaining respect i feel like sometimes hard but no matter what when you're new coming into a sport or a new series you're gonna have to gain respect no matter if you're a male or a female and sometimes it takes longer depending on your driving style and or if what gender you are but when it comes down to it no matter who you are coming in as a new athlete you have to gain that respect no matter what
0: yeah that's so true and i you know you're uh you're gonna know the person that i'm gonna tell you said this someone said to me one time in an interview the car doesn't know if it's a man or a woman and so once the person gets in it's just a driver Yes. And Billy, Billy so Benarini true. said that to me when we interviewed him in Chicago a couple years ago and I, I, I say that to people all the time I said the car doesn't know the difference and so you know the fact that you're a girl might be you know yes you're the percentage of girls racing is lower than guys but it's growing all the time and the car doesn't know the difference it's all about the talent and and so I love I love that part where you know, on the football field, we might not be as equal um, with the guys, but in the car, race car, we are equal. And that's why- Yeah, we're I mean.
1: all the same size once we're in the race car. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. <clears throat> so has racing, the things you've learned as a race car driver, has it helped you manage through anything else in your life?
1: Oh, 100%. Since I can remember starting racing, and knowing at such a young age that this is what I wanted my career to be and this was my dream and goal it has it had to make me grow up a lot faster because I was you know in middle school just getting into high school working on my career already and almost living out in the real world I would remember teachers in class saying like okay this is what we're doing today but it's nothing like the real world in high school, they would tell me that, and I'm like, I feel like I already know half of what the real world is like, because I'm living it every weekend, and it really made me grow up faster, and it made me learn a lot faster than I think if I were to have just taken, you know, like, gone through high school and then college and, and became, you know, like, someone that wasn't an athlete, but... Um it's definitely it's taught me so much and it's really made me who I am today. There's a lot of lessons I learned at a young age, and I'm still learning. I'm still so new at it and I'm still really young. But
0: <laughs> you are young. How t- how old are you now, Natalie? I'm 22. 22. So yeah, that's that's still very young. And a lot of kids don't learn any life lessons till they're out on their own. A lot of them would just be graduating college at your age. And when yeah. you say, you know, you've been living on your own a couple of years and even prior to that, you know, racing is a tough sport. And you have to learn to have thick skin and you have to learn, you know, what's, what's important and what's not important. And that's one of the things I think at a, at a young age, kids are always worried about peers and what they think. And, and as a race car driver, you're going to have people that love you and you're going to have people that hate you and then there's the people in between and so you've got to get a yes. hard shell don't you
1: yeah definitely um definitely learn that at a young age and um i would say i'm still learning that there's still times where i need to remind myself of that but that's going to be like a learning process all the way until you probably retire racing because that's an ongoing thing for everybody. And no matter how long you've been doing it it's it's really hard for you know the people that hate you and then the people that love you and it's really um hard to balance all of it out,
0: yeah, it is especially i I see like, oh, you know, Twitter especially can be pretty nasty, but I also see you know people are quick to criticize, and they're they're quick to. Um, you know be negative about a driver and it could be any driver it's not just you we know that Um, but there's also the ones that love you who maybe are not as quick to post hey she's a great gal hey he's he's a good driver you know we let the negativity have their say but we don't always try to counteract it and honestly that's something I try to do because I want to Try to stay positive about the people that I support and the drivers and that, but let's face it, you know the negativity sometimes wins out on social media
1: yeah, there was a quote I read the other day I don't know exactly how it went or who had it up on Instagram, but it said along the lines of something like how you imagine imagine me or think what you think of me like without knowing truly who I am um like in a bad way if they you know assume you're a bad person or or assume something about you and they, know, they don't even know you. Um, I heard this quote and it was how she was saying, well, that's like not her responsibility and it's not her fault. So like it was just really cool reading that um, the other day on social media and it helped remind me that, you know, that isn't my responsibility for people who have no idea who I am assume things about me.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. And you know, I love the saying, the only people that matter are the people that matter.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: yeah, And so your family, your supporters, your support group, your boyfriend, you know, those are the people that matter. And so what they think is only the things that matter. So that's that's a good thing to remember, Natalie. It is, yes, yeah. So you talk about keeping in shape. So I know you have a workout routine. I know you stay in shape for racing. So what does that look like?
1: I feel like for me, it's probably a lot different than any other race car driver because I was born with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So I work out with a trainer um, almost every day, and she helps me obviously build muscle and strength and endurance to drive a race car. But she also helps me stay mobile and flexible and stay good with um, my joints and how like if I have a flare up or anything like that. And I really like working with her. So she keeps me strong. She keeps me healthy. Um, And I think it's really important to just, you know, stay in the gym and stay active with what I have. But then on top of that, with the job I have, I need to stay active and I need to have, you know, um, good strength and all that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And one of the questions I was going to ask you is, what is something most people don't know about you? And for a long time, I think people didn't know you struggled with that. And now you've been sharing it more, which I think is wonderful. So why don't you talk a little bit more about that, how it affects you on a, you know, in your daily life as a race car driver, and then um, tell a little bit more about, you know, like the charity type thing, what you're doing.
1: Yeah, so I was born with um, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and they diagnosed me at age two. And for about 10 years, I was on a chemo drug called methotrexate, and that helped me get it into remission. I was into remission for a couple of years, about 16, 17 years old. I came back out of remission, and it came back, um, and it took till I'm 22 years old now, and from 16 to 17, all the way to 22, I've been off medication, just trying to find the right rheumatologist, the right medication. I have finally found um, the perfect rheumatologist, the perfect um, doctor office I go to. And it, it's working amazing so far, but I definitely struggle daily because with my disease I have, it's not just like the arthritis my dad got in his knee because he was hard on his knee, grow, like growing up racing motocross and doing all that. Mine's an autoimmune disease, so it affects me differently. My body attacks itself, so it can also affect my eyes, um, my heart. It can make you super tired. It doesn't just affect your joints, and that's the big difference. And a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of people don't know that. Like kids can have arthritis, but it's an autoimmune disease. It's it's a lot different. And daily, it definitely affects me. Um, I get tired very easily. I have to manage my time wisely. Um, Lots of things so I can make it through the whole day and not want to go to bed really early (laughs) and definitely just staying mobile and staying in the gym and staying active because, you know, just staying in motion helps and there's days that I don't want to do that because I'll have a flare up or something and I can barely get out of bed to walk downstairs to feed the dog, but I just know I have to do it so that the longer I don't move around, the longer it stays, and it hurts, so you just gotta gotta force yourself and be mentally strong and My dad always told me growing up it's mind over matter, and I've taken that very seriously with um arthritis and my autoimmune disease, and that's really like rolled over into racing and when I play hockey and all of that,
0: yeah, <clears throat> I know that I have some arthritis, not that kind, but i I know some days it's worse than others, and mine's more like um your dad where my knees you know my knees hurt or whatever but um you know living with it as a child and then you're still very young at 22 this is something you're going to deal with all your life and so i know it's a it's something you're learning how to control as best you can and like you said you finally found the right doctor and you're working out with your trainer and all those things are important to keep you you know in shape and healthy and When you think about it, you know, what if you got up one day on race day and you're having a flare up, you know, people don't know that you're not going to be talking about that when they interview you on TV, you're going to just push through and drive that race car. So that's something that I think, you know, every driver has things and we don't think about that. We just, so you get in the car and away you go and, and we don't always think about behind the scenes. What what do these people have going on behind the scenes? and sometimes that's good to know because you can understand a little bit better about what that driver's going through.
1: Yeah, exactly, that is so true. You never know what's happening at their home life or their health or anything, so you never judge anything that you see because you, have, you don't know the story. Yeah, exactly. At a very young age.
0: Yeah, exactly, and you know, people are really quick about judging, so it's a good, it's a good reminder. So, Natalie, what's your long-term career plan for racing?
1: My goal is to race in the Cup Series. That is my goal, my long-term goal. I don't know exactly what my life looks like, you know, once I stop racing. I know I'll probably race my whole life Um, once, you know, I reach my goal, which hopefully I can do that. I really believe I can do that. But I don't really know what it looks like after that. Um, I'm really just going to focus on that first goal and then see what comes about after it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good plan because there'll be plenty of opportunities for you once you're done racing. And, um, you know, look at the guys in the cup series now, you know, in their forties or whatever. So, you know, it might be that you're able to retire and do some, some charity work for the juvenile diabetes foundation where you can do all kinds of things become a speaker. There's all kinds of opportunities out there. And especially for a woman who has a motorsports background, you bring things to the table that a lot of people don't.
1: Yeah, that is true. And there's a lot of opportunities um, that come along with racing, other than, you know, like with just staying in the racing sport, like you could be an pit road reporter you could be up in the booth commentating there's so many different things um you could eventually own your own team you could do so many different things within racing or like you said you could go outside of racing and do anything else
0: exactly so what do you do for fun when you're not racing so right now we're all stuck inside I'm sure North Carolina (laughs) is the same you know we're self-quarantined if you will so maybe not as much now but if but if we weren't quarantined, what what do you do when you're not racing?
1: Well, it is different that we're quarantined. So right now, I've been doing TikTok. That's really fun. I've been doing a lot of YouTube videos and staying very active on social media because it's easy to communicate with all the fans that way and keep them entertained. You know, since there's no racing, but um, I've. I really like golfing. Um, I love going to the dirt bike track. My boyfriend just wanted to, out of the blue, start racing dirt bikes. So we've been doing that on our off time. It's been so fun. Um, but other than that, I'm so busy. I don't have that much time to really do anything else. So when I'm home, I do like to just relax and hang out with family or my dog and, and you know, sit down and maybe like binge watch something on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So
0: the same as everybody else, right?
1: yeah (laughs) right
0: you know um i had a conversation yesterday with with someone and and we were talking about how you know people will put you on a pedestal natalie because you're a race car driver and they look up to you as a role model and that but you know in day-to-day life you're no different than anybody else we all get up in the morning and we have our coffee and we feed the dog and we do what we have to do and it's a good reminder you know i've noticed like on TV where they've had you know movie stars and they're all stuck at home with their kids they all you know they're just like us they're no different and race car drivers are they drive a race car for a living but they're not any different than the rest of us they just love and are passionate about their job and and people forget that and so sometimes we have to not put our drivers on a pedestal because that's not fair to them
1: yeah that's so true about a month ago my parents were here in north carolina and we had to go to target or walmart or something to go um, get a few things for my parents motorhome. home so i went with my dad and i i think i tweeted a picture i did something and someone was like oh like i didn't know you went grocery shopping or you're at the walmart here in concord north carolina i was like yeah i do normal things still i go shopping with my dad (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they think that you're, you know, you're catered to and uh, whatever. But we all have to go to the store, and we all have our things that we still have to pay the electric bill and all those things. So it's kind of that people don't think about that. Yeah, Natalie, is there something you've learned? Now you're only 22, so you know, not not as much experience as somebody who's in their 60s like I am, but. Is there anything that you've learned in the last few years that you wish you had known earlier on in your racing career?
1: You know, there's a lot of things I learned that I wish I would have known. But then when I look back at it, I'm glad I didn't know a lot of things, because it really taught me a lot of lessons and made me who I am today. So if I would have known those things, I don't know if I would have been in the position I am today, you know, racing with Nice Motorsports, and having a great sponsor like N29, um, that family, they have taught me so much about business and, and just so many things and they've been, they became family to us. So I really believe that if I would've you know, known stuff that I know now, I would be in the position I am. So I don't think I would wanna know. <laughs> okay, it's, it's a
0: learning curve as you go. So let's talk about N29 for a minute. Do you wanna tell us a little bit about what does that company do?
1: So, they're out of Madison, Wisconsin. So, I'm from Wisconsin, they're from Wisconsin, and um, that M29 is an investment company. And we met, his name was Carl, and I met him through um, my parents, and and my grandparents knew him, and his wife. Um, And we asked him to help us. Um, You know, we didn't know what our next step was going to be with finding sponsors. We knew what we wanted to go ARCA racing, and we There was no way we could have funded that and we wanted his advice and things led to another thing. And then all of a sudden he wanted to sponsor us and he's a great mentor and his wife is so amazing. She's like my other mom now. I just absolutely love them. We hang out all the time. They come to all my races and I I love it so much. We're just like this big family now and it makes me so happy that that N29 you know, was my big first sponsor that came on board to help me take me along this journey because I couldn't imagine this journey without them and without having this great relationship with them.
0: Exactly. And remind me what her name is.
1: Her name's Deb.
0: Deb, that's right. So yeah. I've met Deb a few times and very supportive of you. And like you said, they are, they are like family. And isn't it interesting how you went into that relationship with no expectations other than you were seeking some advice and then look what's happened and and so sometimes i think those are the best relationships that happen the ones that we're not looking to get anything from that we're just you know developing and and i encourage girls and women all the time and and i hear it over and over when i interview people is that When racing's all over, it's the relationships that you've made that'll take you to your next step. You never know who they know and how they can help you network with other people. And that's a perfect example of just knowing someone, wanting a little bit of advice, and then it, it explodes into a big sponsorship. And that's amazing. So Natalie, do you have a
1: racing nickname? I don't have any nicknames. My family calls me Nat or Nat sometimes, but no one else really calls me that or just calls me Natalie. Okay. Because a lot of times a race car driver is going
0: to have a nickname and, and I have never heard it, heard one, but I wondered if someone had giving given you one that I wasn't aware of. Yeah.
1: No, I don't have one. I don't know what it would even be. I don't know. I think I would have had to have it when I was younger or something.
0: Yeah. Maybe Nat the Brat when you were little. No, I'm just kidding. That's
1: probably that sounds about right. My brother would agree with that. No,
0: I'm just teasing you. You know that. So when you get in the race car, um and you buckle in, what are you thinking about?
1: Definitely very focused on, you know, that the start that's gonna happen and the first couple like laps are so important and getting it, you know. Gaining position and not losing position on the start. And just really thinking about hitting my marks and and being the best I can in the scenario I'm put in. That's definitely what I'm thinking about. And making sure my belts are tight. I'm thinking about that too. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, that's the first thing. Make sure you're buckled in good. And then, yeah, and that first that first lap, I can remember seeing, um, I want to say it was Daytona where you were went and the first lap and the tire got on fire
1: yes and i was on fire that a piece of tungsten fell off another truck and it went through um my left front and made my left front go flat and then my whole truck started on fire i
0: i remember i remember that and they pulled you out of that truck so fast i don't know how they got you unbuckled but we were all holding our breath for you i can tell you that and and you were perfectly fine uh, i'm i know shook up in that but um that was some just bad luck on the first lap of that race, and so that's that's something that, you know, can happen, and and bad luck is just what it is. It's not anything that's your fault or the team's fault. It's just things that happen, but...
1: Yeah, you can't control them.
0: Exactly. So what's your most memorable moment in your racing career?
1: Well, I... Really have to say the fifth place that we just got at Daytona this year. That was very memorable and it was Carl my sponsor's birthday weekend So that was just so amazing. Everybody was there but I have a lot of memorable moments um, Racing in the Midwest the superlates a lot of different wins that I had meant a lot to me There was one where Johnny Sauter came home to race in Wisconsin and it was a double feature and I won the first feature, and then he won the second feature, and, and it was just so so fun, and it made me so happy that you know a truck driver like that came home, and I beat him the first race, and then he beat me the second. I just thought that was really cool, so I'll never forget that weekend.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good memory to have, absolutely for sure. So, um, like week to week, I know you have a whole team that takes care of your car, but like, how involved are you really? on you know during the week the team pretty much gets the car all ready to go and then you fly i assume to wherever the race is going to be
1: yeah um definitely have to be a part of a lot of it when they're getting it ready because i have to get fitted in the truck you know you want to communicate with your team on what track you're going next to it's a new team for me so i like to give them as much information as possible on how i would like to unload and be you know what what I would like prepared for me going to that track and um we definitely travel together as a team. Like when we flew out to Vegas my whole the whole niece team was all on one plane, which is really cool. I mean obviously the truck drivers had to travel separately from yeah. us. We traveled together and I'm I'm at the shop a lot when it's leading up to a race but I also have a, a lot of other jobs. Like I have to do interviews and I have to do a lot of different social media things and appearances. So I also have that part of it. So I can't always be there all the time with them, but I like to go there a lot and and get lunch with them or just hang out with them or be there and build relationships. Yeah, that's what I was just going to thinking
0: when you were saying that. It's, It's not that they need you to wrench on the car. It's more that you need to be able to speak the same language, if you will, and be able to communicate so that when you say a certain something, they know exactly what you're talking about. And I know with a new team, there's a little bit of a learning curve there, but um, the more time you spend together with them, like you said, even if you just go down for lunch or you hang out or you're in a meeting with them, you start to build those relationships to where you really feel like you know each other and, and they feel like they are bonding with you as well. I think that's important too, that, you know, they're, they know how to wrench on the car but they don't always know the driver and their personality and and that and so that's very important that you do that i'm i I knew you did but i wanted to let the other people listen (laughs) to what your what your week looks like so um right now you're you're tell us a little bit about when we go back to racing what are you going to be doing
1: oh well I'm going to, I don't know exactly because I don't know how the schedule right. is about. We were supposed to go race Texas, but that got postponed. And yep. getting who knows? I'm going to try and look, and we are currently trying to look for more sponsorship and figure things out because we haven't missed a truck race yet. So who knows? Maybe we can get some more money um, and get some more partners on board and do more races, but we just have to wait and see what NASCAR says and how their scheduling
0: is gonna go. Right, we're all we're all sitting waiting for that. I was supposed to have my first event. I'm gonna be doing a bunch of events at the NASCAR tracks this year, um, similar to the one we did in Michigan where we have like a panel of women and we're gonna ask questions and they're all gonna be involved in NASCAR, which hopefully at one of those events, we're gonna be able to have you on the stage. Yes! And yeah, and Richmond was supposed to be the first one. Well, that's postponed. Then it was going to be Martinsville. That's probably going to be postponed. So I'm just biding my time, sitting back, watching like the rest of us to when is that first race really going to happen, which it's too early right now to tell that. And then, you know, once once we can start going back, it's going to be a tight schedule, I think. They're probably going to reschedule a lot of races. and. You could be flying all over the place racing from one to the other
1: yeah and i also am doing another series with Ave Motorsports. i'm doing the trans am series i'll be driving a gt4 so that's going to be super busy too because they have to reschedule all those races
0: exactly now i knew you were doing a couple different series so that is going to be you know it's it's going to be a tight schedule and there'll be some midweek races i'm guessing so but for a race fan there's i can never get enough so that that's okay i'll get my motor home all ready to go and and get on the road and away we go right
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: so natalie um is there anything that i haven't asked you about that you'd like to share either about yourself or the diabetes that you from the the juvenile arthritis right
1: yep I um think, I think we, I everything really we really hit a lot of things uh, I think it was
0: really good, okay, so yeah, I, if I said diabetes early earlier, I'm sorry, I just interviewed um, Lacey cool and she works with the Diabetes Foundation, so I might have got you confused, sorry, but it's arthritis <laughs> that you work with so um yeah i I don't really have any other questions. Um, you know, I'm sure if we were live, people would have some questions for you, but you know, sometimes when I feel like I know you fairly well and it's hard to always think about questions that other people would want to know, but one thing we do want to do is how can people follow you on social media so they can keep track of your racing?
1: Um, I have a website, nataliedeckerinc.com, and my schedule will soon probably be updated when everything's finalized I and announce when we're going to go back racing, and I'm also on Instagram, Natalie Decker on Instagram. I'm Natalie Decker on TikTok. I have a Twitter, I have a YouTube page, Natalie Decker, and I'm posting on everything like daily, trying to keep you know everyone in on my life and what I'm doing because we're probably all bored sitting at home.
0: <laughs> That's true, we all are bored. I said, I've only, I can only watch so much HGTV and I, my husband will say, haven't you <laughs> seen this one already? and the other day he was watching Hogan's Heroes and so I said, haven't you seen this one already? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we're gonna have to find something new to watch on television until we can go out and about and go back going to the movies and to the movies, so. Natalie, I just wanna thank you for taking time today to be on the podcast with me. I love you, I think you're an amazing young woman. I, I love following what you're doing, I love your family and. And they've been so kind to me um, as far as uh, access to you. And, you know, when my son passed away, they were so kind. And so I just want to thank you for that. And I want you to stay safe, stay healthy. And as soon as we can get back to the track, I'm going to expect another big hug. so yes, I was
1: just going to say that. We need to see each other soon and you stay safe. And thank you so much for, for having me.
0: You're welcome, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at Nation at gmail.com.